You're listening to Entrepreneurs Podcast. That's Entrepreneurs spelled entre, like Spanish for between, pre, like our prepubescent sense of humor, and nerds, like the guys around the microphone. Speaking of guys around the microphone, I'm Daniel, the retailer. And I'm back, Kareem, the realtor. <laughs> if you got a chance to listen to episode 11, you know we were looking for him. Glad to have you back, Kareem. Glad to be back. This episode, we're going to talk about startups, particularly Columbus Startup Week and the amazing startup community here in Columbus. So, Kareem, now that you're back and uh, ready to get back at it, thought what better thing to start uh, talking about than um, the mega uh, tsunami of startup action that happens every year called the Columbus Startup Week. It's basically everything entrepreneurs loves all in one concentrated place for this huge free event put together uh, with a a ton of volunteers to make uh, a fantastic sort of week of startup energy happen, Columbus Startup Week. Right. Starting May 8th, that will be a Monday, May 8th, 2017 through the 12th. So Monday through Friday. And it's columbus.startupweek.co, columbus.startupweek.co, and you can register there. Kareem, tell us a little bit, what what is Startup Week officially? So Startup Week, it's a five-day celebration of your community. In our case, it's Columbus. You can join. Uh, it's it's free to attend. So if you're listening, just check out our uh, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook page. We'll we'll link to it. You can join the community, and uh, it's a type of conference that builds momentum, and opportunity around entrepreneurship. It's led by entrepreneurs, and it's hosted in the entrepreneurial spaces you love, like uh, View Columbus, which is where this one's hosted. Uh, it's very easy to get to, and what's Really cool is there are tons of events happening. You can pick and choose what you want. It's all free, but you need to sign up as soon as possible so you don't miss out on some of the ones you want to go to. There is people like Joe DeLoss from Hot Chicken Takeover you may uh, you may have heard us talk about before who's presenting. Artie Isaac, who runs Vistage, he'll be moderating uh, a panel. You have people like um, Stuart Crane, who uh, founded and sold a startup company in, in Columbus and who now uh, is a, a, a developer startup uh, sort of guy who goes around and helps consult people, and he actually uh, is now involved with an Alexa voice um, developer group in town as well. But if you go on the site and you actually look at the Startup Week, it I mean, the speakers, I don't know whether there's like 150 speakers, it seems like. Right, because there's <clears throat> a lot of them going uh, on at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering what sort of events are going on, First of all, uh, on Monday, you have Culture is King starting at 11 a.m. So it talks a lot about culture and why that is important to you, even as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneurial fan. You can um, you can learn how to get press coverage. There's free headshots if you need some professional headshots done. There's a lot of um, startup friendly topics going on. I heard there's even a podcast being recorded there, Kareem. What's what's that podcast called? I think it's called Entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we're uh, partnering with Entrenido, which is another great uh, entrepreneur podcast. Entrenido doesn't necessarily just focus on Columbus, but they uh, Matt Neff, who runs Entrenido, also from the Ninety Nine Lives podcast, uh, great guy and terrific podcaster. We've partnered up 
for the Startup Week, and we're going to be recording a podcast. Uh, we're getting that figured out in terms of which day, and we're going to have uh, an actual table set up and be recording live at the event and then be posting that on both of our channels at the same time so we can kind of um, connect our audience to Entrenito and Honestly, if you are listening and you love entrepreneur content, check out Matt's. Uh, you'll notice it's a little bit different in terms of the way he structures his episodes, but it's really interview heavy, and he's got a lot of cool uh, things that go on in his podcast, including traveling to different events and having uh, a lot of great interviews. And plus, his logo is really cool. It's like a little tuxedo with a microphone. Anyway, Matt's a great guy. Check out Andre Nito. Um, so Columbus Startup Week, one of the ones I'm really excited for is 1 p.m. on Thursday, May 11th, a conversation with J.D. Vance. Some of you who've been following me on social media know that I had a Twitter war with J.D. about his letter in the New York Times saying how it was basically a breakup letter uh, saying that he was breaking up with the uh, fancy world of San Francisco and moving back to Columbus, Ohio. He's from Ohio, and he wrote The Hillbilly Elegy, New York Times bestseller. He became a political commentator uh, as a sort of voice for the blue-collar conservatives. And then he uh, started talking about uh, drug addiction and uh, opioid addiction, and obviously we've been dealing a lot with that in Ohio. And he's decided he's going to come back and help start a nonprofit. He's also involved in the venture capital firms and somehow... I think one day you'll see he's probably going to try and run for office in Ohio. But I think that uh, he was very gracious in the conversation we had on Twitter back and forth. uh, And he agreed to come on Entrepreneur's Podcast. We just have to connect and figure out when that's going to happen. Since he hasn't responded to my LinkedIn message, I'm just going to show up and say, hey, (laughs) here's my microphone. Let's interview right now. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. Anyway. Uh, I'm really excited for this week, and so I thought, why don't we talk to somebody who knows more about uh, startups in the community than I do? And so later on this episode, you'll hear from Christy Campbell, the COO of Revo One Ventures. And I have that interview uh, talking about what they do, and they happen to be the largest local sponsors of Columbus Startup Week, so it was a great uh, opportunity to talk to her. And so before we uh, get to that interview... Uh, we just want to do a little bit of housekeeping here. So do you like podcasts? I do. Have you ever thought about doing your own? Oh, I have my own. I wish I had a better place to host it, though. Well, we have just the place. There's Blueberry Podcasting. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. So if you go there, you can host all your episodes. That's where we go. You can upload your content. And make it easily available for Android, iTunes, even email. If you go there now and set up your podcast, uh, you can use the code ENTREPRENEURDS while checking out to get your first month free. And if you already have a podcast, but you want a place to get better statistics, you can sign up for Blueberry Statistics for just $5 a month. But if you use the ENTREPRENEURDS uh, as your promo code, you get that first month for free. But sometimes people listen to us and they don't have their own podcast, don't need their own podcast. Right. So what if you just love podcasts? Like our podcast for example, <laughs> you can actually check out patreon.com. That's like the word patron with an E in there, patreon.com forward slash entrepreneurs podcast. And that's actually uh, a place where you can become a patron of this podcast. You can actually tell us what you want to hear. You can hear 
exclusive content, that episode 11 we talked about, it's there. Uh, it's called The Search for Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> and we currently have Spoiler, three... they found me. That's true. We did find him, uh, and he was able to get through the global entry when he came back in. <laughs> We're, we have, currently have three amazing patrons. I'm going to name them by name. Rue, Clay, and Muhammad. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us. And for those of you who are not supporting us, we're super disappointed. But, you know, we didn't have high expectations. And, <laughs> and the bar is low. So our first goal <laughs> is to get to $20 a month so we're at least paying for our hosting and statistics uh, information. So um, right now we're at $14 a month. So if we can get to that $20 a month, we'll hit that first level. And then we're going to start putting other goals in there, including trying to get some better equipment so that we can bring great content to you faster. Uh, you know, in a better sounding way, uh, in a way that I don't screw up the audio stuff when I'm out on location. <laughs> and Adam tries to make it sound like, well, I tried to match the echo of how horrible you sounded with <laughs> the echo of how they okay sounded over there. So anyway, make it easier for Adam to edit my episodes by getting us better uh, uh, equipment. So check it out. Patreon.com forward slash entrepreneurs podcast. Become a patron, a buck a month. That's really easy, and you get exclusive content. We're going to be posting some cool stuff about um, a great uh, Twitter account I just found. <laughs> so we have a few different tiers uh, that get different rewards based on what your contribution is. And so, for example, there's the it's it's called the monthly buck. So that's it's just a dollar a month. It comes out uh, on the first of every month, and that will give you the exclusive access to all of our additional content. If you're wondering, so. We usually goof around before we start recording these podcasts, so there's a lot of extra content. Uh, just, I'm just going to give you a little bit of uh, sp- some spoilers here. So uh, we, Daniel and I love to do uh, sort of scenes from movies, and uh, you know, we, some might say we do them horribly, but nonetheless, they are very entertaining. So if you would like to check that out, uh, you, you can also... Uh, Go be an official entrepreneur, which would be uh, would give you, of course, the you know the same benefits and and everything, but you'd get mentioned by name on every episode, and so on and so forth. It goes higher. Uh, go to our podcast; you'll see the, the the different levels. If you have any ideas or would like to get different rewards, uh, don't don't be afraid to reach out to us on uh, Entrepreneurs PC on um, Twitter or. Entrepreneurspodcast at gmail.com. You can just, you know, r- write us in, give, give us some feedback, tell us who you'd like to listen from, and we'd love to hear back. <laughs> I just realized that uh, my own father made fun of Kareem on the podcast. Right. Clay, it's K A R I M. Because when we, one of the uh, episode 11, where we were looking for Kareem, my father, one of our awesome contributors on Patreon, said, there is Kareem in my coffee. Is that him? Which is probably a really old joke. I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you uh, for all of our supporters so far and for those future supporters. I can feel you clicking. But for now, let's listen to some of the great content that you love us for. Here is Krista Campbell and the interview um, that we recorded last week. And uh, remember to go to columbus.startupweek.co. And thank you so much for listening, guys. Enjoy. 
Hey everyone, this is Daniel, the retailer with Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I am here at Rev One Ventures over on the west side near sort of Grandview, Upper Arlington, OSU, nexus of all that energy. And I'm sitting with Christy Campbell, and for over 20 years, she has helped tech startups build and grow. Currently, she's the COO of Rev One Ventures. Rev One brands itself as part startup accelerator and part venture capital fund. Christy has held previous executive positions at Manta.com and Sama Technologies. She has a passion for startups and brings her talent to Rev One as a specialist in scaling great ideas. I mentioned Rev One specifically in my article about Columbus being the best city in the world. And Rev One certainly is one of the reasons Columbus is recognized as the number one city for startups. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell us sort of how you got here. You know, I talked a little bit about some of the previous positions you had. What brought you to Rev One? Well, so I've spent about the last 20 plus years actually working in startups. So getting to help them with their positioning and messaging and product marketing and, and really operational work and mostly for software and high-tech companies. And so really when I heard about the work that Rev1 was doing in, in the local economy, I really felt like this is something I need to learn more about. And so it's pretty exciting to be on the other side now where I get to work with dozens of high-growth companies. That's great. So your life, your professional life didn't really start with tech companies. In fact, you have a degree in journalism from the Scripps School, you and Matt Lauer. Yes, I know <laughs> Matt. And He's obviously a lot older than I am. Though. Right, of course. <laughs> um, and so how do you move from having a passion for journalism and going to one of the best uh, journalism schools in the country to becoming a tech startup guru? Well, it's probably a little bit more seamless than it looks. I, you know, I started out in the marketing department of uh, a pretty well-known large pump manufacturer. And, um, you know, when I was doing that work, I got my hands on everything. I got to write stories. I got to talk to distributors. I think we had 80 distributors across the country. So I got to fly all over the U.S. and really telling the stories of how those people were using our products. And I think that was a passion that I always had at a young age and really kind of parlayed that into my work um, with startups. I able to make the move to a startup in the mid-90s and really got the bug there and never looked back. I think storytelling is probably one of the most important things that startups have a hard time doing, uh, especially when it's not something uh, that somebody might consider sexy, right? Definitely. <laughs> when you're talking about Definitely. medical documentation, uh, it's really hard to sell the story of it. So being somebody who had to tell the story over and over again, that makes you a little bit more of an expert on how to help them present that to funders and become, um, you know, fundable. It is. It's something that I've uh, I've always enjoyed doing with any company I've worked with, and 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 the team here obviously gets to do that every day. And it it fundamentally really starts always with the need that your customer has. If you're solving a need, if you're if they're going to hire you to to um, do work that they could have used someone else for, then that's really special. And so being able to distill it down to what that customer needs is fundamentally how any startup can tell their their story well. That's a great segue into speaking of things that you can do to help startups. <laughs> Tell me what more about the model of Rev One and what that incubator, accelerator, venture capital, like how does that all work? And do you 
I mean, do you have to be invested in the company to help them as an incubator? How does that relationship yeah, work? Yeah, so I, yeah, I know when you use all those terms in one, it can be a little bit confusing. But I think part of um, why we don't fit neatly into a bucket is that our, our model really is unique. And I think the way I realized that um, was really after just being here for a few months, having worked in startups. And, and what you realize when you're in a startup is that every new thing that comes your way um, feels almost like the next big mountain, the next big hur hurdle to overcome. And so you kind of find yourself, you know, diverting over here to work on your product, diverting over here to work on your next hire and, and um, how you scale uh, those new people into the company. And and the thing that is really unique about Rev1 as this grounding factor for startups in our region is that we help lay out that roadmap for companies in advance. So yes, it's risky to start a business. Yes, it's risky to invest in startups. But if you know that you're going to run into these sort of known unknowns, whether it be in your product and how you align it with your customers, whether it be in focusing on your first market, um, whether it be um, iterating on your business model, hiring your next um, head of sales, you know, accessing capital. Those are all a roadmap that Rev1 has sort of laid out for companies. And so in that sense, we're really we've really um, combined both an accelerator and that we're, uh, you know, lining up services at each milestone, but also the funding that you need during each of those milestones. And that's why I would say it's a little bit of a hybrid, but very focused on um, high growth tech-based startups. I think that that will definitely help our audience sort of understand how you focus your energy. Uh, when you think about some of those specific high-growth tech companies that you have in your portfolio now, what are some that are really exciting that every time somebody says, well, like who? <laughs> like who's at Rev1 that, that is exciting to you? Who are those people you talk about a lot? Well, you know, that's always a hard question to answer. I'm asked it all the time. It's almost like, you know, you have dozens of children and someone asks you which one is your favorite, right? You, be, you get to work with these amazing people every day. Um, you know, I'll just throw out a couple. If you ask me tomorrow, it would be different. But um, uh, MentorClick is one that always stands out to me. You know, two brothers, um, the George brothers walked in one day and basically said, we have a, an idea for creating a mentoring platform that, that really will change the way that employees engage and, um, and do their work. And so um, starting with an idea, and I think that's now, in my mind, one of the most exciting companies that are, that are coming out of the region. And and they, um, you know, they've won industry awards, are doing great work on behalf of, of some of the largest corporate-based customers, including Cardinal. So they they have a special spot. Um, uh, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, you have companies like RapChat, which is an app that allows people to create, discover, and share raps. So something that wow. maybe you've not heard of, but they, you know, they went from winning first prize at a startup weekend to now have grown their community to more than 100,000 monthly active users. Wow. So, yeah, so some really exciting uh, and different, um, unique products coming out of our region. Yeah, I, one of my, uh, you know, favorite moments of being here uh, last week during the Rev1 Hop, is that what it's called? The Innovation Hop. The Innovation yes. Hop. Third annual. Third I'm annual. Glad you were able Innovation to make it. Hop. It was great. And what was really cool was the diversity of the companies. So you talk about something like MentorClick uh, or um, the Rap Chat, right? Yes. A and then there's uh, right alongside companies that are talking about. I, th I think it was like biofuel or something for uh, farmers to use yes. next to somebody talking Pretty about, hard, uh, yeah. you know, documents that have to do with um, pharmacies and what to make things easier to work. And right. 
you, all these companies are examples of ones. Not only are you uh, are they examples of how diverse it is, but also diverse, successful companies. They're not just everybody has an idea and who knows what's yes. going to work out. But these are five really different companies that are actually all doing very well in that accelerator platform you've sort of created. Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, I we really believe that we'll, you know, eventually break the model on helping startups start up, right? We, we want to sort of take out a lot of that risk for companies and that they've you know, know what those risks are going to be. Um, you know, I think looking at, you were able to meet so many people that evening. The one thing that they have in common is they're solving real problems that their market needs, right? You you won't succeed if you're not solving a real problem. It can't just be something that your friends and family think is a good idea. It has to be something that a large enough market uh, thinks is a good enough idea to make money off of. And, um, you know, when you look at the portfolio we have now, collectively, they're growing on average, more than 100% year over year. And that's a really exciting place for us, the, the portfolio, and really for our city to be in um, now. Yeah. Speaking of the city, we were ranked as the number one uh, city for startups in the country. Yes. yes. We also won like the smartest city in the world uh, <laughs> last year, the year before. We also had the smart city grant from yes. the, the government. There's all these different things saying that we're super smart and Open, there's a, smart, yep. and there's a lot of great uh, things happening. Why is it why in Columbus? Why, I mean, aside from Rev1 being here, yeah. why is that? Well, it's a lot of things. I mean, I think fundamentally you have the great ideas that we just talked about. You have entrepreneurs willing to take those to market. But one thing that probably people don't know about is how deliberate bringing those things all together was. So if you look back just, you know, three, maybe a little closer to four years ago, what you will have seen was corporate community, um, you know, public sector leaders came together and said, this city has all the ingredients to be a really um, active and growing startup city. And we could all benefit from that, right? The corporate base benefits from a dynamic startup ecosystem. Um, everyone knows that growing businesses create the majority of new jobs. And so that's a huge part of any city's economic development strategy. And so what those, what those, um, those leaders did was get together and say, Let's bring it all together, and how do we do that? And so they actually recruited Rev1 CEO Tom Walker to come here and to be basically the architect of creating a hub for for spurring startup success here. Now you fast forward, you know, a little over three, three and a half years later, and you've we've funded more companies than ever before, right? 70 companies funded, added more than 70 million in venture capital, to the to the community, just thirty three million added last year, and as I mentioned, those companies are killing it. Right, they're landing customers, they're generating revenue, they're hiring and bringing talent to this market, and so it's 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 a lot done in a really short period of time. And I think that's why you know across the nation and beyond is really looking at us and saying like, what is in the water there, right? Right. And bringing together those those assets was was really deliberate. And do you have examples? So. I think Columbus is a great city to be in when you're trying to start a company. Are there examples of people you're finding from other cities that are moving to Columbus because they know the startup scene is great here? Uh, well, you see you see it a lot. I've actually noticed in some of the publications, whether it be Columbus CEO or some of the Columbus Underground, I mean, they're highlighting people that are doing that. So I think 
I think we're all seeing that. I think um, we see a big boomerang effect here. People who, and you're probably an example of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who go off, gets you know, learn other areas, work for different companies, and experience different parts of the country. But they come back for a reason, and everybody has a different reason. I think, but fundamentally, it's a it has an amazing um, city, amazing things to do. It has an amazing workforce. You know, we have the sixth largest Fortune 1000 base here. So if you think about whether you want to work for one of those companies or whether you want to sell to one of those companies, you know, where better to do it? So there's that aspect that we see a lot of founders who say, you know, I looked at where I could start my company and it just made sense to be here where my customers are. So that's, we hear a lot of that. It's, it's hard to say the single one thing, but, um, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing place. And it sounds like you've, you've experienced that yourself. Yeah. I think there was a, a time in my career where I realized, uh, that it was going to cost $350,000 <laughs> for a studio condo in DC and thought, or I could just buy a house in Ohio on a quarter, you know, on like a half acre, 2000 square feet and not have to feel like I'm cramped with my dog or my stuff. Or right. My and now you have access to amazing parks and amazing universities and amazing nightlife and all the other good things that yeah. Columbus has to offer. Columbus is a lot more, it's not more than just startups. There's also a great quality of life. Well, there yeah. is, there is. It's, it's, it's really special. And, and we, last year we had the privilege of bringing um, our industry organization, SSTI, helping them bring their annual meeting to Columbus. And I can't tell you how many times we heard from those, you know, venture development and tech leaders, wow, I didn't know this existed here. And so it's, people are starting to understand why it's so special. That's great. Well, thank you for being part of that. Um, Definitely. One of the questions we ask a lot of our entrepreneurs, uh, they often mention that they have a mentor that they can count a lot of their success on, you know, somebody they can be super humble with and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, slow me down, tell Mm -hmm. me I'm doing the right thing or tell me to change direction, whatever it is. Do you have a mentor? Uh, who is that and sort of what have they done for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I probably have multiple mentors, and I agree with you. Mentors are really, really important. I would say one that I consistently have conversation with is Pam Springer. Um, mm-hmm. She's the CEO of Oris Intelligence, um, former CEO of Manta, so I worked for her there. Uh, we keep in close contact, and she gives you know really good guidance on how to approach things that you run into. But... Um, you know, I think it's really important, and we give this guidance to to our portfolio, to surround yourself with those mentors and advisors and people who can basically help you to question, you know, have a little bit of an unbiased look at the situation or the areas that you need to focus on. And, um, you know, the stats prove out that that entrepreneurs that have mentors are more likely to be successful and raise raise money. So it's it's really important, and I subscribe to that as well personally. And now there's an app for that. And now there's an app for that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because we're actually using um, MentorClick's um, platform internally through Rev1. We use it to engage our mentor advisor network for the company. So I love that. Yes, it's great. So you've got all these great businesses. You have a lot of demand for your services. There are people out there that want to be a part of Rev1, uh, but what's next for you? How do, what's the next phase of growth for this business itself, for the Rev1 business, mm-hmm. to help more people out? You know, mm-hmm. Is it expanding your mission? Is it 
you know, moving to a bigger building? <laughs> what yeah, are those things? Well, a What's next? Things I think we'll see. You know, as our portfolio grows, so you know, in the next year, year and a half, we'll have invested in more than a hundred companies. As the portfolio grows, you'll you'll see some companies that have. You know, we've seen and you'll continue to see companies that have successful exits that you go and you do more great things with, um, you know, the returns from that. But I think we're also going to see um, as these companies grow, they're going to need um, more connections to customers here and beyond. So we continue to build that network for those companies. We actually do a lot of work with them to help them land customers. They're going to need more money. So we, we continue to add to that capital continuum. But as they grow, the amount they need continues to grow. So you'll likely see us out raising additional funding in the community and beyond. Um, and I, I agree with you on the, the space. I mean, we, we're bursting at the seams here at Rev1 Labs. We're, we're almost always at capacity, um, oftentimes with a waiting list. So, you know, we're part of an active conversation around what could an innovation district in, in our region look like and, and how could that benefit companies, not as just as they're starting, but as they're, as they're growing and expanding. I love the sound of that, an innovation district. Speaking of innovation districts, there's actually some, uh, Rev1 is the largest local sponsor of Columbus Startup Week yes. coming up. That's a fun event. Have yeah. you been before to Columbus Startup Week? I have. Startup In fact, Week? I presented. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I, I presented Sorry, I for um, Retail 101 a couple years ago, and okay. I was on the small retail panel last year. Okay. Uh, but it's one of those events where uh, there's just so much energy. And I always say there's three types of people that go. There are people that are presenting and have to find some time in their busy, crazy life to show up for one hour during the week. There are people that are there sort of as looky-loos that are just really excited to kind of be around the energy of it and mm -hmm. want to see what other people are doing and kind start of see what the fans, industry... Startup fans, I say. Yeah, startup yes. fans. <laughs> People that uh, uh, spent the last 10 years watching Shark Tank and getting really excited about it. There's that. <laughs> Those people yeah. show, show up. But the, the, then there's that core group of startups, uh, people who have ideas, and every phase after that uh, who are there to get real concrete information, right. develop a really good, solid network of people that might be able to help them, maybe find that mentor that they're looking for. But I think the most amazing part of the entire week is that it's all free. It is. And the, the schedule's online. I think if you just go to Columbus Startup Week, you just mm -hmm. search it, you'll find it. Yes. Yeah. I think they just posted the agenda, and it's going to be a great event. There, I think they're hoping to double registration this year, so don't miss it. Yeah, don't miss it. <laughs> Make sure to sign up because some of those uh, specific classes actually get full, and you can't register for them. Yes. So that's important to look at. Okay, well, thank you so much for meeting me. Uh, so the last question we typically ask is the plug so how do people find out about you and where do they find more information about Rev1? Yes, it's very easy. So you just go to rev1ventures.com and you'll see a big green button that says get started. And that's how you can learn more about the work that we do, the types of companies we work with and how to, to get in touch with us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christy. That was Christy Campbell from Rev1 Ventures. And this is Daniel, the retailer from Entrepreneurs Podcast. <laughs>